right, we have the music this week. Yeah. Does anyone play, play trumpet? Is there a trumpet in there? Can the band do that? Can you guys do that? Live next week? Yeah, work, work on that song. Hey, um, man, great to be here together. Great to be in the presence of God. Uh, great to be worshiping together. What, a, what an army full of people, a room full of people, a gym full of people who have come to worship God, who have come to hear from God. I hope, did you come today to hear from God? I mean, I think that's why we gather here. We want to come together. We want to hear what God has to say. And I pray that this morning um, that, that God would really move in you, inspire you, challenge you, and uh, just meet you at your deepest point of need. Well, we're continuing a series today called Training Camp. This is week three. Welcome to week three of Training Camp. If you're following the NFL, you know that the regular season is almost upon us. Anyone excited about that? All right. Last night's Cardinals game was not something to be very excited about if you were a follower of that. But it is the preseason, so we hope that they will recover from that. Uh, but part of the deal with the preseason is it's a time for them to try new things, to make mistakes that they need, to figure out who's on, on the starting team. This week they're going to be cutting like, I don't know, 30, 40 players from their roster. And so these people are fighting for a chance to be on the team. And I just think about that when I think about the church and I think in terms of, man, what would it be like in a church where the people that are at the church, here at one community church, would say, I want to fight for a place on the team. I want to be on the starting lineup. I want to be out there. Coach, put me in. I want to play. We've been called to an amazing mission. We've been called to an amazing task. And instead of ducking in the corners and thinking, how do I avoid getting called to do something? I don't have time to volunteer. I don't want to give any of my resources. I, I, just, want to, I just want to take what I can get. That's not church. Church is about saying, what can I do? How can I be inspired by this mission? And man, when I do my part, what's it going to look like? And that's what we're talking about these weeks here at training camp. We've been talking about what's, what's going to happen. And, and um, the first week, we talked about, like a coach here, these, these words that would be inspiration for us. That, that when I'm looking for players on this team, and you can call me Coach Mark, and you say, when I'm looking for players on this team, I want these four words to be defining words for us in the coming season. And we're not, I, I made sure that we're not going to have any cheats for you on the screen this week, uh, like last week with these words. I want to know if you remember these four words. What was the first word? Passion, absolutely, passion. And we're talking about just having this aliveness in Christ, this enthusiasm that says, I know that God is alive in me. And if somebody's here today and we've got new folks and guests and visitors that are part of a worship, can they sense that the Spirit of God is alive and real in the hearts of the people in this church? And we're out in the community. Can people sense there's a passion for who you are and what you do and what you believe? When you're serving in different teams in different areas, is there a passion that says, I love kids and I want them to know the truth of Christ and so I'm going to serve kids with everything I have this morning? Or when we're up here playing guitar or, or banging on the drums or setting stuff up or, or greeting people that we have this idea of, I want to welcome people to church and I just want to let them know God loves them and this is a safe place and a warm place for them. Right? Passion exudes through all different areas. What's the second one? Sacrifice. Now say it like you mean it. Sacrifice. <laughs> Yes, a difficult word, but one that costs us something. Worship costs us something. Serving costs us something. Following Christ costs us something. But the reward is great. And so when we give our worship, we give our time, when we give of our resources, if it doesn't sting a little bit, if it doesn't mean that we're denying ourselves something, it's not an act of worship. And so worship says, I'm going to deny myself something. I'm going to sacrifice something to bring to my God. And if we have a church full of people here who are saying, I will sacrifice whatever it takes for this mission of the church to be accomplished of Jesus Christ, and I will sacrifice for it. 
unstoppable here. But if we hold back, it's not going to happen. All right? Passion, sacrifice. What's the third word? Resolve. Resolve, right? No quit. Resolve says, I'm going to keep going. And even when it gets tough, when it gets difficult, when there's opposition, when the chips are down, when I'm tired, when I don't feel like it, when I'm starting to, to kind of lose my fervor, I'm going to have resolve. And I'm going to get back to the foundation of what God has called us to. And so we keep pressing on. We keep pushing forward. And then the last word. You guys are good. You remembered them all. Of course, I think they might be on your worship folder too. I, mean, I know some of you may have been cheating there, but I, I like hearing the response. Fun. Being on mission is fun. Now, this isn't just like, hey, we just whatever. We have fun. We have a great time connecting together. And when we see lives changed, when we see a community changed, when we see a church growing and children's ministry and youth ministry thriving, that is fun, people. That is fun. It's a fun church to be a part of. And so we are seeking to do those things, to be those things. So we started there. Then last week, in week two, we talked about, just like in football, people play very specific roles out of their giftedness. We've got quarterbacks and running backs do two very different things. Wide receivers, defensive specialists, right? And so it is with the body of Christ. How has God gifted you? God has gifted you to serve the body of Christ. Are you playing your part? We handed out these little sheets, and there's some again in your worship folder, that says, what best describes you, your uniqueness? And on the back, some teams that, that we have here at One where you can leverage those gifts for the mission and for the purpose of the, of the kingdom. And so we want to see you involved. And if you're a part of this church, to be involved. All right. As a matter of fact, I would go so far to say, if you've been coming for like six months to a year, and you're not serving anywhere, or you're not giving, why are you here? I mean, I mean, I don't want to be rude, I don't want to be crass, I don't want to be sound like, oh, whatever, but I really say that to say, is church something to be consumed? To go and say, i got to get my church fixed, i got to go there and get something for me and I leave, but I will not contribute to it. This is a family, this is a body, and if you are a follower of Christ, I ask you that question is, if you've been coming and just attending for a long time, what's it going to take for you to step out of your comfort zone and to say, this is my body, this is my family, I'm going to honor Christ by serving or giving and doing those things. So got really quiet in here all of a sudden. It's not, it's not comfortable to hear those things, but it's part of the life. And what I, what I have no problem challenging you for this is because it's for your good. You will be transformed in the act of serving, in the act of giving, in the act of sacrifice. You will experience what it fully means to be part of the body of Christ. Attending here on a Sunday morning is exactly that. You're attending a church service, a worship gathering, an important part of who we are. But the church is not this. The church is the people. The church is what we do as a community, who we are together. And so we talked about having your part and playing in, in that role. And today, I want to talk about special teams. In football, you have teams that are called special teams, whether it's the punt return or whether it's the kicking team or any of those teams. But really, every team on a football team is a special team. The offense, the defense, the special teams, but also we've got the coaching staff, you've got the front office, the back office, you've got the medical team, you've got all kinds of teams. All these systems have to do their part. And when that functions together, they create winning teams, winning seasons, profitable businesses. And so what I want to look at today in terms of training camp for the church here is saying, what are the systems, what are the special teams we have here, and how do they work together for us to have a winning season this year? Now, the, uh, the preseason is almost over, right? We're, we're, the preseason, nobody gets excited 
for the preseason compared to the regular season, right? I mean, we get excited when preseason's here because it means it's almost time for football, but it really comes down to the actual season where it counts, where the, where the points count, where the wins count. And we are heading in as a church here into our season. There's a main season in the life of the church which kind of begins after Labor Day and runs through Thanksgiving through Christmas. And we've got a lot of exciting stuff that's happening and we've got to be ready for it. We're launching, I mean, just in the next couple of weeks here, we just had a women's retreat, we've got a men's retreat. And then after that, we've got, we're starting these small groups. I mean, this is a lifeblood for our church to really be connected in relationship. And these groups are launching and we want to be ready to go. Our leaders, our people, we need to get everyone on board so we can be involved in these groups. We've got activities that are, that are causing us to, to reach out in the community. Even tomorrow, we've got a, a pancake jam planning meeting already for what we're going to do in October for that great community event. And things happening that all throughout the community, a missions trip that we're going to be involved in, the children's ministry is retooling their, um, their curriculum, the youth ministry is going to be going back to One Central and kind of getting back into the fall rhythm of school and, and connecting with kids. So all across the board, we're, we're, we're doing some things that's game time. And we've got 52 Sundays, 52 weeks a year, where we continue to be about the mission of Christ. And so we've got a great season coming up, a lot of fun things happening, and uh, we want to be ready. And I want to make sure that we as a church are ready. So are we guys ready for a good season? I mean, really, this can be a tremendous season for us. And, and it, it's going to take all of us to do that together. And so um, what I want to do is I want to turn to God's Word here in a minute and, uh, and really hear what He has to say to us. And so would you just... Bow your head in prayer, and let's uh, get ready to hear what God has to say to us this morning. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time this morning. Thank you that we can have great uh, church together, worshiping you, hearing your truth, even without all the, the bells and whistles around us and the, the things that, that do create a nice environment every week. But God, that we're here today to hear from you. Speak into our hearts. Stir us to a healthy discomfort, God, that gets us off center, that gets us to move in a direction that you want us to go. May we dial into your spirit this morning. Amen. Amen. So, when I look at the scripture, and I want to look at a passage today out of Ephesians, and, um, and in this passage, Paul has uh, started a church in Ephesus, and here he is writing to them now about what it takes to be the church. And he's talking to them about one of what I would say almost like a vision for them about what's their Super Bowl, what's their win, what's their victory that they ought to be striving for, and how do they get there. And so I want you to turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4. Just turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4. I, 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 some people got Bibles, some didn't. Maybe you, turn up, maybe you uh, look at your phone right now and pull up the Bible app. By the way, do you guys know the Version Bible? You guys familiar with that? If not, you need to download it. If you need a Bible, raise your hand. Uh, Johnny's going to pass some out over there. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4, page 909. The Bible app, by the way, as we're passing out some Bibles, I just got an email this morning, has reached, um, oh gosh, how many million, uh, what's that? Yeah, they, just millions and millions of users, but they have these Bible reading plans on there. Anyone ever done one of the Bible reading plans on version? Yeah, they've now had 10 million completed Bible reading plans uh, that have been around the world. It is now it downloaded in every country on the planet, <laughs> this, this app. And people are going through daily devotional readings, and it's getting the Word of God into hands everywhere. So if you don't have this app called Version, if you have a, a smartphone or your laptop, go check it out. Uh, great stuff there. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4, page 909. And as we look into this Word, I do want to say something about the Word of God. 
This isn't just like a little quick reference text that we just happen to go to. This is the foundation on which we build our church, on which we build the truth, and it's why we turn to the Word of God to hear what we have to hear today. And, and this becomes our guide for life, the foundation we base our lives on. We don't add to it. We don't take away from it. If our lives don't conform to this, we conform to the Word of God. The Word of God doesn't conform to us. And so let's read this with reverence and hearing the words of God to us. Ephesians chapter 4. Therefore, I, a prisoner serving the Lord. Remember, this is Paul writing from prison to a church he started in Ephesus. Therefore, I, a prisoner serving uh, for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Be patient, be humble, be humble and gentle, be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. He's giving us a picture here of how we ought to be the church. Always keep yourselves united in the Holy Spirit and bind yourselves together with peace. We are all one body. We have the same Spirit, and we have all been called to the same glorious future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and there is only one God and Father who is over us all and in us all and living through us all. Then I find it interesting, he says, however... (laughs) So here he goes to saying, here's here's all this oneness, here's all this unity, here's how we're all supposed to be in, in Christ together, connected as one with the same Spirit. Then he says, however, he has given each one of us a special gift according to the generosity of Christ. So there is this oneness, and yet there's this uniqueness that each of us brings to this expression of the church. And so it's not uniformity. It's not that we're all the same, but it's all that we're brought together in the unity of Christ through our differences and through our uniquenesses. And then in verse 11, he says, He is the one who gave these gifts to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and the teachers. And then he says this about some of these more uh, leadership-oriented types of, of gifts. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Until we come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature and full-grown in the Lord, measuring up to the full stature of Christ. So what he's saying is here, when we come together, yes, we're all united, we have our special works, but the job of the leaders and of the elders and of the pastors and apostles and preachers is to equip the church to be about being the church so that we would become full grown, we would become mature, and that we would have that kind of unity among us. And so that's why you can call me coach. That's why we're here. That's why we have team leaders saying, how can we mobilize the church to do the work of the church? Verse 14. Then we will no longer be like children, forever changing our minds about what we believe because someone has told us something different or because someone has cleverly lied to us and made the lie sound like the truth. Instead, we hold to the truth in love, becoming more and more in every way like Christ, who is the head of His body, the church. So he's saying here again, get rooted in the truth. He's giving us the big picture. This is what we're striving for, for unity, for the foundation in Christ, that we would be fully mature in love, that we would know the truth, that we would not be swayed by other opinions and other ideas, that this is our foundation. And now I want to get into the the key verse that I want to focus on this morning. We'll put it up here on the screen, and it's Ephesians 4.16, right after this. After you just said, our goal is to become more and more in every way like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. Under his direction, under Christ's direction, 
The whole body is fitted together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. I've covered a lot of territory here in this, in this passage, but I think Paul steps back and says, look, here's what we're aiming for. And at the very end, he brings it back together and says, look, God is fitting this body together perfectly. It's each part doing its own special work. And when it's working well, when the whole system is functioning together, it's going to be growing. It's going to be healthy. It's going to be full of love. That's what we're called to today. And so I want to break apart some of these verses here, the parts of this last verse, and take a look at them. Being fitted together perfectly. You know, Paul in different parts of Scripture, and we talked about this last week, says we all have a unique part in the body. He uses the picture of the body in, in, a, in a couple different places. In like uh, 1 Corinthians 12, he says we're one body, even though we're many parts, and an eye is not a foot and a hand. And You know, we all have these parts that come together. But our body is even more than just the parts of our body, right? We have these different systems in our body. Take a look at this, this picture here behind me as he uh, puts that up there, if you can see it. There's, a, there's ten different systems in our body working together at the same time. We've got the skeletal system, the muscular system, circulatory, digestive, urinary, nervous, reproductive, lymphatic, endocrine, and respiratory system. Feel like you're back in school? Some of you already started checking out going, uh biology. But it's really interesting because look, even, even on that picture you see 10 different images, but really what you need to do is overlay each one of those together on top of one another to get a picture of the human body. There are many systems at work at the same time and they all affect each other. I've been dealing with like some weird back pain, spasm stuff for the last almost five or six weeks and when one part of your body gets out of whack, it begins to affect the other systems, right? I need a chiropractic adjustment to try to get the skeleton in the right place and loosened up. And then a special kind of massage to get the kinks worked out of these deep muscle issues. And when your back is out of whack, if you have issues like that, you know, you're feeling emotionally kind of down or you can't, I can't function like a dad like I want to be when my kids want me to pick them up. And, and it just begins to affect everything. And so you see how those systems begin to work and tie together. And so here Paul is saying, look, the church is like that. When every part is working together, God is fitting those together perfectly to accomplish the mission that he has for his church. And he says this, each part does its own special work. And so you know from the different systems that we have what each part does, right? Its own special work. The skeleton supports the structure. And then on top of that, we've got muscles, right? And the muscles allow the skeleton to move. But the muscles can't move unless there's, uh, unless there's blood flowing through it, right? And giving it giving it the, the nutrients, and, 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 and so the, the circulatory system has to work. But the muscles aren't going to move unless the nervous system tells them to move, right? And so the nervous system is in play. But the whole thing can't move either if there's not oxygen in the blood that nourishes the muscles. And so you need to have the respiratory system. And you can go through the different systems. You need to have a digestive system to, ner- to bring the nutrients to where they need to be. And you even need to have a urinary system or an excretory system, right? <laughs> what system is that in the church? Huh. Somebody, I did say, hear somebody say that though, that every church needs to have that system as well. There may be a time where you gotta get rid of the garbage. You gotta get rid of the junk. You gotta get rid of the unhealthiness within, within your body, within the church, things that are destructive. Right? So you see all these things working together, a reproductive system. Without that, the human race ends. And so what, how do these systems relate to us as a church? Well, I want to talk to you about some of the teams in our church and how I think they relate to this body and how God is fitting those pieces together perfectly. And in our church, and even if you look on the back of your, 
of your little insert in your worship folder, you'll see the main uh, five teams that we have here in, in the church. And there's another one that's not an official team, but, but leads together. It would be administrative. You've got, we've got the leadership structures in our church and administrative structures as well. And I want to walk through these with you and even kind of help you see how these systems have to function together so that we can really experience what God has for us as a church. And I want you to think through which one of these systems really resonates with you as a place where you could see yourself being involved. I want to actually begin today with the Believe team. We have a Belong, Believe, and Become team. We usually talk about them in that order because it's about helping people in and then uh, rooting them in Christ and then becoming and, and, and growing out of that. But today I want to start with the Believe team because I believe the Believe team is a lot like the skeletal structure that we have in our bodies. Right? If you think about the skeletal structure, it creates the foundation, right? It's the structure within us that, that gives us the solid foundation from which to work. And we always talk, always remember in what? In Christ, we are one. That's a constant reminder for us that that foundation has to be Christ. It has to be the Word of God. It has to be the truth. Because if it's not that, and if we aren't grounded in that, there is no structure on which for us to build all these other things. That is the foundation. And so when we gather here as a belief team, the belief team is responsible for, for the teaching, for the worship, for this whole environment that's here, for the different opportunities we have where we, um, where we teach, whether it's through small groups, whether it's through you know, Bible studies. It's giving us the foundations that we need to grow. But there's always this interplay because even Jesus said, you will worship me, he said, in spirit and in truth. So the skeletal structure is the truth, but spirit is like breath, is it not? So the belief team is also like the respiratory system, that when we come in here on a Sunday morning and we come to worship, when we pray, when we interact with God, when we interact with others, it brings breath, it brings life into our church, it brings life into our bodies. And so this team is very involved in creating the kind of environment that it takes here to be a part of the church. And again, it's, it's specific things, whether it's teaching and worship and that, but it's all these things that you see here from our microphones to, well, the stuff that's not set up today, right? I hope you guys are appreciating them. Yeah, all that stuff. Take a look at all that stuff over there, right? How, you know, just, just lights and colored lights and TVs in those boxes and stands and cables and trees. Why do we do all that? Sometimes I have to actually ask myself, why are we doing that? This is so much easier today. <laughs> and I kind of like it. I can see you better and I heard you guys talking together. We might, we might be onto something. Huh? Let's take a vote. How many of you would prefer this every week? We're going to divide the church right here, even if we just read about unity. How many prefer the other way? <laughs> we have a divided church. All right, let's go back to Ephesians chapter 4, what we just read, unity. <laughs> but but what, what we wanted to show here today with just this one example is what happens when one part of the body stops functioning. Some of you all turned around the corner and were like, whoa, it's bright in here. Oh, where are the chairs? <laughs> Steve walked in and started apologizing, going, I'm so sorry, you guys were so short-handed today. I should have come early. I felt so bad. He was like, I'm, I'm going to start setting up. And I, and I love that reaction because Steve felt that. And his spirit, he's like, oh, man, I, I must have let you guys down this morning. He didn't know. And, and so many of you have never, never seen the gym like this, right? You come in, and it's just beautiful, and you leave, and there's a group, crew that tears down. And there's people serving behind the scenes. And in the hallway, you know, when you walked in, no signs to greet you, no music that was playing out there. Just the taste that says, look, we have a vital function. People play a part in this. And whether it's, you know, towing the trailer. Some of you guys, just one of the gifts that you can give to the church is the ability because you have a truck with a hitch on it. And you can pull a trailer. That's a blessing because if you can get this equipment here, nothing. Right? That's a vital part and link. So each part 
has its special function, the skeletal structure, the respiratory system, that we can come in a place and come alive in Christ. And we really feel like Sunday morning sets such a tone for us for the life of our church because it focuses us back in Christ. We put him back on the rightful place in the throne and we order ourselves under God's word and under his authority to say, Lord, where is my life not measuring up to you? And we're constantly challenging. Make changes in your life. Take the steps in your life that God is calling you to take. So then let's move to the belong team. And, and by the way, the believe team back there is led by Angie. Angie, raise your hand back there. Turn around. Everybody turn around. Angie's wearing a cardinal shirt. I want you to know who our team leaders are. And, uh, and Angie coordinates uh, all the production elements of what happens here. And of course, Micah with worship and me with the teaching. We're all kind of have different parts of that team. But she handles all these different types of things. And so, man, if you're somebody who says, I want to learn how to like, what are all those buttons? Or I'm comfortable on the computer and I can do some video stuff or, or teach me. A lot of, most of the people on our team didn't know how to do these things before um, starting, but we'll train you and we'll teach you. Or if you can set up chairs or if you can haul a trailer or say, I can run cables, I can do that. I can serve in that way. Um, go and talk to Angie and we'll, we'll get you connected in that way. So the skeletal structure, the respiratory system, now the belong team. The belong team is really our connections team. Everything from the front, the first person you see, to going all the way into being part of small groups is all about this process of connection. And when I think about, when I think about that team, I think about the circulatory system. It's sort of the, it pumps the blood through us. It's what gives us that warmth in our body. It's that touch, right? When you think about skin or you think about touch and sensitivity, that's what the belong team does. It makes us a part of a community. I mean, you know, if, if you came to church and somebody said, hey, don't let the door hit you on the way out. <laughs> get, your, get your own chair. I don't want to talk to you. You know, we're here, to, we're here to listen to that guy talk and listen to some, some worship. I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't care about anybody else. The belong team is saying, look, we're, we're a body. We're here to connect. We want to welcome you. We want to build relationships. But more than just meeting and, and greeting you, we want you to get more involved in, in community. And we think about the, the women's uh, one-day retreat yesterday, just the women getting together for from hours on a day and just saying, we want to connect in relationship. We want to focus on God's grace and His goodness to us. Those relationships are deepened. And I guarantee you, the women that went to that feel much more connected today than the women who didn't go to that. I, I know not everybody can go to everything, but there's an example. Some of you say, the church, I, I just don't feel connected in the church, and I wonder, are you in a small group? Are you serving on a team? Or if you're just attending Sunday morning, you will always feel at a distance because you can only connect with people so little on a Sunday morning before and after church. And so the circulatory system, and I would even call it the digestive system, it's where we can just get nourished through our bodies by being connected with other people, by, by, by relating and, and being involved. And that's why we even do stuff like the Diamondbacks game. It's to go to a place where we can just enjoy something fun together and hopefully have some conversation, meet some new people, and just enjoy even something like that together. And so this team needs to function, and we need people on this team that say, I have a heart for people. If you don't like people, don't serve on this team. All right? Fold worship folders, <laughs> which is very important, by the way. Today they wanted to hand all the worship folders unfolded because somebody does have to do that every week. You realize that, right? And we were going to just make that point. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't just happen by itself. There are literally dozens and dozens and dozens of things that, that, are, that happen every week here at the church that, that make it function. And, and it's all done by those who serve in the church you know, in a volunteer way, not, not being on staff. And the Belong team needs people who are, have a warm smile, a good handshake, who are willing to walk up to a stranger and say, hey, welcome, so glad you're here. Tell me about yourself. Who are you? I want to get to know you or maybe follow up with somebody. People who are willing to connect in groups, 
maybe lead a small group or host at their home. People who are good at planning events or planning retreats are saying, hey, we want to create a fun activity and, and, and I want to be behind the scenes. I want to plan that stuff. I'm good at that. Put me in that team. And just creating that environment for community where relationships can really be deepened. Then comes the become team. The become team, I think, is our muscles. It's our muscles because the become team is all about our outreach. It's about us us flexing our muscles. If we don't do that, if we just come together and we belong and we believe together and we just become this fun little Christian club, our muscles are going to atrophy. If you don't use them, you lose them, right? And what the what the become team does is says, look, we are here. The reason we are feeling this community, the reason we are grounded in Christ, is so that we can serve. So that we can flex our muscles, our hands, and our feet and be the body of Christ in the community. Whether we're serving, whether we're doing a community event, whether it's a live love day, whether it's a pancake jam, or whether it's a Christmas jam, or whether it's a whatever it is. Whether it's a missions trip, going to Mexico. What we're trying to say is, look, as a body of believers, we need to engage our muscles, our spiritual muscles. And the way you do that is by going out and serving for Christ and being on the front lines and doing those things that matter. And so maybe you want to be on this team because you have a heart for the community. Or you could say, hey, I'm good at planning some of these outreach events. Or I love Live Love Day and I'd love to coordinate some people to just do intentional acts of kindness in the community. I'd love to help plan the missions trip. I'd love to find new ways to serve the school or, or kids or whatever it is. There's so many opportunities. And we need a team like that that makes all that work together. And, and I skipped over when I, when I went to these teams. So we got Henry. Henry back there leads the Become team. Henry, stand up there and wave your hand. Guys, look so you know who Henry is. That's who you want to see. And I forgot to mention on the Belong team that Joe Turley. Joe, would you stand up and wave your hands there? There's Joe. He leads our Belong team. And so these are the people that you need to, to connect with and say, hey, I want to be involved in some of these ways. I want to be a part of making that stuff happen. We have a One Kids team and a Zone Youth Ministry team. And these teams take elements of all three of these, the belonging, the believing, becoming, and they focus it in on a generation, on an age group. And so the, the one kids team focuses on kids. And they try to create environments where kids are loved and where they are welcomed and where they're grounded in faith and where they're taught about Christ and where they're encouraged to live that out. And our youth ministry team does that as well and says, hey, youth students are important and we need to ground them in these truths. We need to create a safe place for them to connect. We've got to get them engaged in serving and so it's also not just a muscular uh, system that they see, it becomes a reproductive system, right? When we think about our, 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 our children's ministry and we think about our youth ministry, it's really reproducing, helping us produce the next generation of believers, of Christians, of those who are going to serve, who are going to be in leadership, who are going to lead their families. Vital, important role in this capacity. And so what happens on Sunday morning isn't childcare. It's not daycare so that you can just have church here. It is church. Church is happening right now down the hall in the children's ministry. People who have prepared lessons, who are teaching the kids important truths and grounding them in faith and loving them. And so when you come or if you're involved in that team, you don't have to see it as like, I'm missing out on church. No, you're doing church. You're doing church. You're doing the very thing that we're doing here. You're doing it for the kids. And so it is a vital, important role that that should bring incredible sense of, of just fulfillment to you. And leading... The, the one kid's team is Debbie back there. Debbie, would you stand up? <laughs> stand up, Debbie. <laughs> Debbie's bouncing around back there, excited. And we, again, we got a new curriculum starting just in, uh, in, uh, in September, and we're excited about that. But we need people serving in those capacities. And, and I don't believe Troy is here this morning. I know he's 
He's been uh, out, of, out of state and coming back and forth. But Troy, anyone else here from the youth ministry? We got D, D, you representing Grace. Who else we have around here? Kyle's back there. Couple, stand up. We need, we need some physical representation of our, of our youth ministry uh, folks. So um, these guys, you know, that doesn't happen on Sundays, but it happens midweek. And it happens on trips and retreats. And they give up their time and, and they spend week, week long, 24 hours a day selling fireworks. Because they believe in students. <laughs> and they believe in raising money to do the things that it takes. And so that's very cool. The last um, team that I mentioned is sort of the administrative. And you got to think of that again as like a nervous system, right? The nervous system that kind of helps all the pieces function together. And what we have, when you think about some of these behind-the-scenes stuff that's not maybe screaming ministry, but it's the stuff that happens throughout the week. We've got, we've got an advisory council, our, our elders here in the church. We meet monthly. We talk about the church, we pray for the church, we, we, we try to support the leaders around us and, and really try to dream what's next. There's also functions of just guarding the church, protecting the church, keeping us on the right path. But there's also stuff like dealing with facilities, with paying rent, right? Finances, taking care of one central when the toilet leaks, right? Who goes and fixes that? John Ray, by the way. Thank you, John, if you're here. Um, but, you know, there's things that happened on the property. There's the, tra- the trailer. You know, this last week the tire blew out on the trailer as Henry was driving it down the road. And he said, I'll take care of it and got all four tires taken care of. And, and stuff like that is just part of the, the, the things that happen week in, week out in the church. And we got Ken Banhart here who's faithfully our treasurer and, and making sure our books are tight and in order and the money's, you know, being handled in the right way. And, and so there's, there's all these processes that are happening behind the scenes. We've got Natasha, who's our administrative assistant, who, by the way, is still in Michigan for weeks. Her dad is... Um, in the hospital and, and is not doing well and she's been taking care of her mom and so she's not been around. And what happens when we don't have that administrative support, we feel that extra workload, that extra tension of things that need to get done. And so some of you may be in a capacity to say, I can serve in some of these capacities. I'm good with money or accounting or I can, um, you know, I can fold worship folders or I can come in the office and maybe, maybe, there, are, maybe there are some of those possibilities to work and uh, support Natasha in that way as, as well. And so these... These systems, right, they have to all function together. And so when, when uh, Paul continues to write, he says, look, each part does its own special work, right? All have their own special work. But then what he says is they have to come together and they're helping the other parts grow. And what we don't want to see in a church is any one of these teams kind of going, I'm doing my own thing and I don't care what the others are doing. All right? It doesn't matter to me. You know, I'm just here about helping people connect and I, whatever they learn about God is fine. <laughs> I'm on the belong team. You know, I don't... But when they all work together, when they all function together, think, see, how the, see how it works. If the Become team is creating the kinds of opportunities for us to reach hundreds and thousands of people in the community, and we as a church are intentional in connecting with people, and lo and behold, they begin to connect to our church, they either come to worship or we see them somewhere, then the Belong team, it's like a, it's like, you know, a, tag, a tag match. You know, like, oh, you know, I'll tag you in. And the Belong team takes over and says, we got this. Come on, welcome in. Let me help you get connected. Let me follow up with you. Let me show you different ways. You can be a part of the life of this church. And they're becoming part of the life of this church. And they're saying, hey, tell me more about God. I want to know more about faith. And as they come through here, it's like, high five to the belief team. You guys take over, okay? We're going we're gonna to have a worship time. We're going to teach them about Christ. We're going to ground them in Scripture. And, 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 and we're going we're gonna to have baptisms, wherever that path leads, right? And then we hand back off to the, to the, you know, the one kids team, to the youth team, and saying, here, let's do that with students. And they have their kids or their teenagers. Let's work together in this way. And the administrative team is behind the scenes going, how can we make the resources available? And what do you need facility-wise? And, and leaders, what do we need to have training? And they're all working together in that way. You can see what happens. 
life happens, vitality happens, but we can't be just focused on our own thing. When we do our part well, it helps all the other parts grow, as it says in that Scripture. And then it says this, so that the whole body would be what? The whole body would be what? The whole body would be... The whole body is healthy, right? Health. We understand that from a human perspective too, right? When the whole body is healthy, we feel good. Everything's functioning. We know what happens when, when, when a part of us isn't healthy. But when everything's working together, it's great. And what happens is when people are disengaged in the church, or when people are even, even just have a spirit of negativity, or when problems arise, or just the teams aren't doing their, their functioning, the whole body can kind of come to a halt. You know, just like I was explaining to you with, with, with my back spasm, it's like one little part, and you get this pain in your back, and you can't move, and it just throws everything out of, out of order. And so we have to work at being healthy. I mean, think about, think about what would happen in our church if any one of these systems just kind of breaks down. And all of a sudden, there's nobody that, that connects with people coming in. Do you know that over the years here at One, we've had over 3,000 people through our doors? Now, right now, we're a church of about 150 makes you wonder what happened to all those people. <laughs> We've got to have a healthy connection system. Now granted, people come and visit and check out other churches and this is not their place and people move and it's part of what happens in a body. There's, there's turnover and change. But think about the importance of a body, a, a team here that says, we are going to do whatever we can to love people into relationship here to help them get connected and we take that job seriously. It matters what we do each and every single week. It's important. Or imagine if, as a belief team, we just kind of said, that team's just not important. We don't care how things look on a Sunday morning. And I didn't prepare anything this week. Let's just open up and let's see what do we want to talk about today. Lord, have mercy on me. Make me well again so I can pay them back. Oh, that'll be a fun one. That was good. That's Psalm 42.10. I can preach on that. Um, we, we appreciate the effort that goes in, that a band has rehearsed during the week, that teachers have prepared. We need that belief team functioning well, saying what we do on a Sunday morning, proclaiming the Word of God, creating the environments where people can come to faith. You know, those communion cups don't fill themselves every Sunday. Do you know that? They don't just, we don't take them out of a box and say they're, they're ready or those candles. It takes people who are thinking, we want to create opportunities for people to encounter God. That team's not healthy. The whole system, we are not rooted in Christ. And what if we just said, let's forget the become team. It's just too much work to get people. Nobody has a Saturday to give up. Nobody wants to invest in the community stuff. No, the serving stuff, that's ridiculous. I want my Saturday for myself. I want my, my opportunities. Live, love, live, love, shmiv, love. I'll do that on my own. We don't need missions. That's ridiculous. Why would I spend money to go to Mexico? I want to get a hotel and I want to have my own vacation. I don't care about those people on across the border. I don't care about people on that part of the world. If we had that attitude, no become team, we would, we would just shrivel up and die as a church. Because we would become a little Christian club and so these teams need to understand what we're doing is bringing life to our body because when we serve, when we give, when we love, it brings us to life. And it's, it reminds us that we are, we are Christ in this world. Let's forget about that children's ministry. Oh, that is so annoying. <laughs> that children's ministry? Do you know how annoying that is? It takes more volunteers than any other ministry in our church. And it means people can't be in worship. Let's just stop doing that. What do you think? Let's just stop doing it. Just let the kid, just let them run around in here. It's just better. It's the, it's the parents' responsibility anyway to teach them. And, you know, it's their job. And I don't want to give up my worship to help kids. I, I don't want to do that. 
It's important. It's vital. We need to be a part of that because we're pouring in. And it, it doesn't substitute what parents do and families do. But we need people in there who are going, this is church, this is vital, this is important, and this is where I'm ready to give and help these kids experience what they need. And same is true for the youth ministry. Who has time after a long day of work on a Wednesday to go, now I'm going to go hang out with teenagers for the evening? I mean, how many of you go, sign me up for that? Right? <laughs> There's about four of you that say, sign me up for that. And we love you for that. Um, I did that for many years. Shannon and I were in youth ministry. We love youth ministry. It is exciting. It is vibrant. We're creating a space for those students to come together, to ask the hard questions, to be in a place where they can be encouraged to make the right decisions, to understand God's Word. Or we can just say, you know what, screw it. To hell with them. Isn't that essentially what we would be saying if we wouldn't do it? That's essentially what we'd be saying. And, and, and so it takes all of us, or administratively, if we just say, you know what, we're tired of managing the books. We're tired of dealing with leadership. We're tired of putting in the extra hours that it takes to lead teams and to plan ahead and to look at our kids. Forget it. It's too much work. So you understand, again, the whole body is healthy. And when we're functioning together, when people are coming together in health, life happens. And we see the two results of that where it says at the end of this verse, so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. See, growth, I want the church to grow. I appreciate you people that come in here and say, we love a small church. I love a small church too. But if that means I don't ever want to have, be part of something that's growing, you're in the wrong church. Because where there's health, there's growth. Right? Healthy things grow. And Paul here is saying, look, if you're healthy, if a church and if one community church, we're doing this and we're moving in this direction, but if we can continue to keep pressing away, a church where people truly belong and are love, who are getting grounded in faith in God's Word, who are worshiping, who are serving, whose kids are being taught the truth, whose youth are growing in Christ and whose administrative structure and leadership is really caring for the church. Who doesn't want to be a part of a church like that? It's going to grow. We're going to have to keep people away saying we're not ready for you. Great things are happening here. Life is happening. So growth is a result of health. And we've been seeing in this last year, I believe, one of our healthiest years as a church. And that's going to bring growth. And we've seen growth happening again in our church. And it's been wonderful to see that. And the end result is that we would be full of love. And I love that he ends there and doesn't just go, hey, so that our church would be really full of lots and lots of people. The goal is that love would ultimately be the expression of who we are. And one of the things that we talk about here a lot is live love. Summarizing who we are as a body is that we would live love, that we would love people in, that we would love our Creator up to Him, down to us, that we would love out to the community around us. And when a church is full of love, it comes back to this, that we would become more and more like Christ what it just said prior to that. So you are vital, you are needed, but you've got to get in the game. Ask, put me in, coach. Talk to one of these team leaders today. Fill out this card. And some of you, thank you for many of you that have filled that out over the next week or two. It's going to take us a little time to, to maybe get to everybody. But if, uh, but if you take the initiative, that's why I wanted to point out those team leaders. Say, I want to talk to you about that. How can I be more involved? If you play an instrument, talk to somebody. If you have a truck, talk to somebody. If you can serve, talk to somebody. If you can be with kids, talk to somebody. If you can host or plan events or, or, or do whatever, talk to somebody and say, help me find my place. I want to be part of this mission that God has called us to so that we would be healthy and growing and full of love. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this morning. Father, my heart beats fast to see a church on fire for you. And I just thank you for the faithful here at One that have brought this church to this place for years now, faithfully 
doing the ministries that we've talked about. And we continue to pass that baton and, and, and train others. And, and Father, we just, just thank you for a place where your love is so evident. I thank you for the mission and ministry that we've been on as a church to really reach folks far from you, to build community, to ground ourselves in Scripture, to serve in our community and our world, to love kids and youth. It really is a privilege, God, to be a part of that. And I just pray, Lord, that you would bring a great harvest to us, that we would be faithful, that we would be healthy, and that we would really find joy in, in serving in this way. I pray that you would challenge those here this morning who who've maybe just been watching from the sidelines that maybe this would be a call to say, it's time to get in the game. And Father, those that have been serving faithfully who may be tired or who may have been running for a long stretch, would you give them a new dose of energy and a reminder that what we do, God, is so important and leads to life change. And Maybe someone would step up and say, I'm ready to take on another level of, of responsibility and leadership. Father, thank you for working through our body. Thank you for being in this church and that we are alive in you. We love you, Lord, and we just pray for great, great things in the season ahead here for One Community Church. In Jesus' name, amen.